It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. I am Marcus Mosher. He is Landon McCool. And today we are discussing the Cowboys week 14 win over the Washington football team. Uh, but before we get into it, Landon, how are you doing today, sir? doing good you know look we're gonna have our our conversations about this game and how we feel about it uh but i think at the end of the day uh to, to walk into a, a, a division rivals uh building and, and especially uh dilapidated building like that one and not have it collapse all around you is, <laughs> is a win uh honestly it's it's like it's like it's like taking the same kind of risk that you would as a child if you ever went into like an abandoned uh building oh, yeah. uh, it's just like it could fall on you at any moment and kill everyone uh, but somehow we all survived, and uh, we're here, and we're going to sort through the mess. All right. I mean, I like the joke. I, I get it. It makes a lot of sense. Um, let's let's start with this. The Cowboys do win. They, they win 27 to 20. They improved to 9 and 4 on the season. The division is basically locked up. I believe if the Cowboys win one more game, they'll yeah. almost certainly clinch it. Um, the NFC East is over, right? So just starting with that, don't ever apologize for a win, especially Absolutely. a divisional road win. I don't care how ugly it looks. I don't care how sloppy it is. It is so freaking hard to win in the NFL <laughs> to go and do that to Washington, who has been playing really well lately, who the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost to just a few weeks ago. Never, ever apologize for a win. Uh, look, what's, I mean, we're, we're recording live from halftime of the Bears uh, Packers game where the Bears are currently beating the Packers in, in Green Bay. Yeah. These division games are a crapshoot, no matter who yes. you are. So, uh, yeah, never, ever apologize for a division win. Uh, before we get into the game, I want to just talk about where the Cowboys sit, though, right now. So, yeah. again, as of this recording, the Cowboys are 9-4. and four. We'll see what happens with Green Bay tonight. Uh, but they are the four seed. Now, there are some chances that they could move around, you know, depending on what happens with the Cardinals on Monday night. They would, the Cardinals would still be ahead of them. But remember, the Cowboys play the Cardinals here in a couple of weeks. We'll see what happens with Green Bay. If Green Bay loses, the Cowboys would actually slide up to the three seed. I think for a while, Lynn, and we just assumed the Cowboys would be the four seed. There's some chances here if they go on a little bit of a run that maybe maybe they could be the, the third seed or maybe even the second seed. Does my question to you is does it really matter? It does it really matter if they if they're the four seed and they play the Rams or if you're the three seed and you play the 49ers. Does it really make all that big of a difference? 
I mean, honestly, like when you look at who's playing, who the NFC contenders are, and who's playing in in the in these games potentially, really, all you're truly trying to avoid is playing a game in in Lambeau. I mean, I think that that's ultimately, you know, the 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 real. And it's thing not necessarily because Green Bay is the best team, right? Because I don't necessarily think that's true. No, I just think that it's it's a tough place to play, especially yeah. late in the year, and 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 they are more suited to play there because they play there all the time. So yep. uh, it, it's it's one of the few kind of true serious home field advantages left in the NFL. Um, and, and I think that it's just something that you don't want to mess with. Outside of that, you know, it's like all these teams are, are very similarly talented, it feels yep. like, you know. And, and so I'm not any more or less scared to play any one of these other teams uh, than another. So it matters, I think, but I, I don't know that it matters – as much as as kind of we horse race it, you know, like we, yeah. We I mean, the only the, obviously the one seed has massive advantages. I just yeah, don't know yeah. that's realistic with the Cowboys already having four losses, right? Now the two seed does because the two seed you might end up playing the team you just played today at home, right? Yeah, that's that's the big advantage. But Rams and 49ers, I, I'm just I'm not sure there's that big of a difference based on what we've seen so far. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that, you know, like I said, they've kind of taken away a little bit of home field advantage uh, over time just by the way that these yeah. you know teams kind of evened out. And it's just not the same uh, thing as it was previously, you know, especially like when, when yep. we were all kids, it was such a huge advantage. And now, you know, these teams play so well on the road that it, it's not the same kind of thing it used to be. Before we get too far into this, I just want to think, look back, right? If I would have yeah. told you going into training camp, Lena, that the Cowboys would be nine and four after week 14, I think you would have taken it, right? Like Absolutely. we still had some major questions about this team, about their defense, uh, about the secondary, about, we thought the offense would be really good and we'll, we'll certainly get to them in a little <laughs> bit, but like yeah. there was some major concerns about like, who's going to rush the passer. Do they have a corners that can stop? Are any of these safeties going to be, you know, competent? And to be at nine and four at this stage, and you know, you, I don't say I don't want to don't want to say you're disappointed, but you feel like you could probably easily be eleven and two. Just shows you how talented this team is, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think clearly, you know, the conversations that we're going to have is because we hold this team about the offense, or because we hold offense to a high standard. And I think that's the important thing to remember is that ultimately, at the end of the day. Um, you know they're they're doing a really good job. They're 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 hitting their goals. They're still on pace to have uh, set themselves up for a good spot uh, running the playoffs. Um, you know I, I, this this is not things are still going really well. <laughs> like and I think yeah. I think it's it's easy to kind of uh, uh, look at these games where you don't win with the style points that you you would like to have uh, and 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 kind of hit the panic button because you you know that a performance like what happened on today. Uh, maybe doesn't beat the 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 Rams in the playoffs, or maybe doesn't beat the, it's okay. the teams. It's okay, but that's okay. You, you're not playing the Rams today. You're in not the playing them today. So, uh, I, yeah, I think it's it's really important for Cowboys fans and for the Cowboys themselves to kind of really keep their feet, uh, keep their heads where their feet are. You know, would we rather have a uh, a stylish loss or an ugly <laughs> win? Like, I listen, go back to that Raider yeah. game. I would give anything to have an ugly win against the Raiders, right? Yeah, that's absolutely. why I don't care. This yeah, isn't the BC, uh, BCS, right? We don't care about like, style. Points. You load up, you get another chance. It's the NFL. I mean, every one of these teams has professional football players on yep. it. So, uh, you know, you 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 kind of take what you can. You take your lumps. You try to survive and win. Uh, you don't apologize for your win, and then you, you you try to correct it. Now you've got a lot of stuff to correct for the next week. You've got the Giants coming up. You know, I think that that's a good team to try to get right with. 
and, and then you get to face this team again, except this time you're going to face them uh, at, at home where, where you're not afraid of a, of a, you know, a steel beam falling on your head uh, because the wind <laughs> blows too hard or uh, your, ta- uh, your, your, your star players tearing their knees out because the, they uh, took the wrong step and the sinkhole opens up. Uh, all right. I want to talk about the defense, but before we do that, let's tell you guys about direct TV stream. Direct TV stream is a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV stream brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. I've been a DirecTV subscriber for, oh, I don't know, 15 years now. I love DirecTV. It's absolutely the best way to watch football on Sundays. Please, Sunday please, ticket please. is incredible. Yeah, oh yeah, Sunday ticket, red zones, all it. amazing. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience. And without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Uh, all right. Let's talk about the Cowboys defense, Landon. A uh, lot of different ways we can go. A lot of different players we can talk about. But I think the yeah. best way to do this is just to read the play-by-play drives for the, hmm. for the defense. Okay. Uh, it starts out uh, four plays, 11 yards punt. Three plays, zero yards, interception. <laughs> Six plays, 10 yards, fumble, touchdown. Four plays, four yards, punt. Three plays, four yards, punt. Five plays, five yards, punt, and a half. Six plays, 17 yards, punt. Six plays, 90-yard touchdown. It was a heck of a drive by Washington on that one. That's the, yeah. the touchdown one to, to Sims. Two mm-hmm. plays, five yards, fumble, punt, punt, touchdown against prevent defense, fumble. That's it. The, the The offense had two drives basically over 12 yards all day long, and they happened to score touchdowns on those ones. Other than that, the Cowboys defense absolutely dominated this one. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it, it was it was everything that we thought it was going to be and that we had talked about it was going to be uh, and more than that. You know, they, they were able to just harass uh, Heineke the entire game. Uh, Gibson was not really ever able to kind of get anything started in the run game. I mean, he was, I think he ended up averaging less than, uh, was it like 3.6 yards? It's 10 carries for 36 carries. yards. 10 carries for 36. And he was, he's been eating the last couple of weeks, like has some yeah. monster, monster numbers. Yeah. It, it just, it just felt like, uh, uh, this defense, uh, you know, was complete as is reached their final form, you know, and, and obviously this is a, an offense that's extremely compromised. I mean, we talked about it, you know, get it, getting them in third down, basically, you know, they were they were ready to give up, especially against this pass rush. I mean, you know, getting Gallimore and 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 uh, uh, Gregory great, great. back was everything yep. that we expected it to be, and and and, and you got a lot of pressure. Uh, and and then again, I think Gallimore was really helpful in, in kind of clean, cleaning things up in the middle. You saw late guys like Leighton Dude, Hitterash have a better game. 
Like he looked healthy and fresh. The yeah. bull rush that he had in that game was I yeah. maybe the best play I've seen from him in his career so far. Yeah, and he and, and I think you know some people that hadn't seen him, and we're we're talking about Gallimore here because I just mentioned LV, but it, but yeah. I think you know the 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 thing that you know, some people that hadn't seen him in a while didn't realize how big he is now. Like he, he's oh, you know yeah. like he, he's he's got he's really big and because well, he came in at like was, what two ninety something like that when he was I think, yeah he came into the league like yeah and he's gained like twenty pounds probably easily. Uh, and, and I think that just, you know, you saw it not only in the past game where he was able to get pressure, uh, but he was also very stout in the run game and, and was able to kind of hold things up and, and mud, muddy things up in the middle. So, yeah, the the defense basically was unassailable, especially in the first half. They were just incredible. Uh, you know, Parsons continues to do things that you've never, ever seen a rookie do before. Really, almost no player in the NFL, I, frankly. I, I want to save him because we're going to talk about him in a second. Yeah, okay. And then, and then, you know, outside of that, it's just, you know, every single time they got into anything longer than four yards on third down, you just mm-hmm. knew that they weren't going to be able to convert. You just knew that, that, that Washington wasn't going to be able to get off the field. Heineke, you know, took some lumps early and then just never looked like the same quarterback. Uh, I think yeah, Allen was able to come in and kind of do some things uh, a little bit later just because he was a, kind of a fresher face. But even then, he eventually was, you know, just trying to get rid of the ball so he wasn't getting hit. Uh, it was just basically fear-based kind of offense. And, and it really – it was there was just no – real threat of that of the offense kind of taking over and scoring the points that they needed to win this game. Did you see the QBRs for both of those quarterbacks? No. What was it? Taylor Heineke is 4.9 and Kyle Allen was 5.8. Those are not good QBRs, guys. I mean, <laughs> I mean we'll talk about know. the Cowboy side of it, which is if you basically add those two together, that's what Dallas's was. But, uh, I mean, the not defense great. was incredible. So, Randy Gregory, I mean, his interception was – fantastic right yeah lawrence absolutely. lawrence looked really good this game he had a sack he should have had a sack but parsons kind of stole it away from him yeah what's funny about lawrence and i think people miss this is there's so many little plays that he makes in a game that don't go on the stat sheet that end up making the difference in a game i'll give you an example uh this was in the fourth quarter washington was backed up in their own goal line i think it was third and 17 or something like that and Parsons and Gregory are just flying up the field, and they run a little slip screen, okay? Yeah. And it would have gotten the first down, but Lawrence kind of recognized it and slid into the area, and Kyle Allen had to just kind of turf it because mm-hmm. he would have thrown a pick six to Demarcus Lawrence. Doesn't go in the stat sheet as a pressure or a sack or an interception or anything like that, but it's those two or three plays that he makes a game. It's what makes him such a good player. Yeah, and I mean <sighs> – how incredible is it that you've got Demarcus Lawrence being able to kind of do that thing and not just like carry this whole defense on his it's back incredible. by himself, you know? And it's like he's not being relied on to make every single play, every single down because Parsons is there and 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 uh, Gregory is there and 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 Gallimore now and Odigi Zua when you need him and, and this defensive mm-hmm. line suddenly is is deep and talented and and you still got guys like. Demarcus uh, uh, Dorrance Armstrong, Armstrong who's, yeah. is, is a rotational guy, and uh, so yeah, it's it's really impressive. You know, we talked about it earlier in the season, right? The hope that that this defense, if it can hold on, you know, through the first three quarters of the of the season, you thought that by the time the the, the end of the season rolled around these younger t- guys would still mm-hmm. really start coming on. And then suddenly, suddenly you'd have, you really would have something in this defense. And I think that that's what's happening. You see these guys like Gallimore and Odigi Zua, who's going to get less snaps. He's going to hopefully be even more efficient on less snaps. And, uh, you know, uh, 
Lawrence, I mean, Lawrence obviously coming back and Gregory coming back and then, mm -hmm. you know, the cornerbacks continuing to play well. So, you know, suddenly this defense is uh, not even just, you know, average. They're good. They're, they're really good. Uh, and, and obviously, again, we, we're, we're going to temper it by saying, obviously, we're playing a very compromised offense. That's that's what goes without a doubt. But that's I also think – but right. yeah, and look, this this offense you know, was still able to do a lot more against teams the, the last four weeks when they were winning games, and, and the Cowboys shut them down even further than that. So uh, you can only beat the, the opponents that are put in front of you. Uh, so so we're going to give the, the Cowboys defense all the kudos they deserve because they played incredible these last few weeks, and, and I think this was probably their best performance all season. Yeah, eight points in the first three quarters of this game. Dak gave them a touchdown late on a pick six, which we'll get to, but I mean – when you force four turnovers and you're only giving up eight points in the first three quarters of your game, you're going to have a lead. And that's exactly where, where the Cowboys want to be. They they are a team built to, to play with leads, and you're seeing why. Just a couple other performances I wanted to mention. I thought Anthony Brown was really good today. It, yeah. It's clear that he's the guy that teams are going to target because they don't want to throw at Trevon Diggs, which makes sense. And, and Diggs, again, got to mention Diggs too. You know, yeah, I mean, Diggs gave up a touchdown, but that was an incredible throw more yeah. than anything. But yeah. I just thought Brown, after a rough week against the Raiders, has put back to back really good games together. Yeah, I mean, I think honestly, the Raiders uh, uh, game was the exception to the rule for Anthony Brown. He's I had agree. a fantastic season yeah. all, all all around. I mean, maybe probably his best season of his career, easily. Yeah, and and and, and I think that you know so. It wasn't so much like a bounce back as much as just this is return to form for him the last few weeks and uh, and I think it's just good to see that you know he he was able to kind of put that behind him realize that you know maybe there was some other extenuating circumstances in those game in that game uh, and just get back to playing good football. I agree. I thought he was fantastic, uh, Michael Parsons. We we should talk about him before he moves on or before we move on. Not before he moves on. My goodness. Hopefully uh, not. <laughs> Fourteen sacks on the season. Uh, had two sacks in this game. The one sack that turned into was it the touchdown, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a fourth down play where he just beat the Marcus Lawrence around the corner. Yeah. I mean, just he's a superstar. I don't know what else we can say. I think he's he's legitimately in the conversation for defensive player of the year. I mean that that inside blitz that he got the the I think it was the first sack on right. Um, mm -hmm. He he beat Brandon Scherf with a with a with a uh, bull rush, you know, with and, and it was just like. I don't know what's going on. Like, I mean, it's just incredible to watch at this point. There isn't anything this guy can't really do. And um, uh, it's, it's really just impressive to, you know, to, and, and it's, it's, it's really impressive to kind of watch the national folks really start to kind of catch on. I mean, not that they hadn't been, you know, to some degree previously, but just to see, watch this, then we go, God, this guy is incredible. I mean, he yep. is, and he's just, just like teleporting around tackles and uh, you know, he's, you know, covering guys up the field and cover two and, and, you know, and just, uh, you know, he almost got that uh, that interception later on in that game when the, yep. with, with yep. him and Diggs deflected that pass. So, uh, yeah, I, I do think that uh, he was incredible. Um, I mentioned Trayvon Diggs, and I, I want to bring it up. He did give up the, the touchdown earlier, but he also had three pass deflections, and he also completely basically shut down Terry McLaurin for almost the entire game. So uh, I, I think the defense overall just really played well. I mean, there's just so many names. You can mention Curse had a, a couple of incredible uh, plays. We mentioned Leighton Vander Esch. Uh, you know, just really good, solid play by a lot of different players in this defense. And that's what it takes to have a, a good defense. Uh, Lewis, got to mention Jordan Lewis. Yeah, he had a force fumble, right? In a pass deflection. It really just played another solid football, another game of solid football for him. Uh, you know, just really impressed with how these young corners and, and the secondary is playing. If this team versus can ever find a, 
if they could ever find a free safety, it would be really hard to stop because it's. Continued. I thought Hooker, look, I put Hooker in at this point, you know, like because I really feel like every week we're seeing him do some stuff. He, that 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 call on the penalty on the sideline was BS. He, you know, he was he was trying to lower his head away to uh, to avoid helmet to helmet contact, and in the process of doing that, lost sight of the where the sideline was and was like a second late, and they threw the flag on him. It was yeah, I'm just, good with I I. I I'm just going play hooker over Casey at this point, I think. Right. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's just, I think he's played, he's proven that he's probably the better safety back there. I uh, all right, let's talk about the offense. But before we do that, we should tell you guys about Bill Bar. I feel like I need a Bill Bar right now. Man, yeah. it's been a long day. Uh, this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Bill Bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with uh, great flavors, covered in chocolate amazingly low in calorie sugar net carbs and fat and it's high in protein you get the best of both worlds delicious and healthy there's so many great flavors to choose from my favorite is coconut brownie chunk i tell you guys that all the time uh we've got raspberry mint brownie cherry double chocolate cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie go to builtbar.com and use promo code lock 15 and get 15 percent off your order use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com com highly recommend coconut brownie chunk if they have any left in stock yes. if not they probably won't because yeah. i think i ordered them all honestly <laughs> oh, i know i've got two boxes coming to the house so I, it <laughs> might be because of me as well uh last thing tell you guys about bet online if you want to continue to bet on the nfl you should be using bet online it has you covered for all season with more props odds and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Cowboys covered, uh, did they? Did they barely yeah, just cover? Good yeah. teams win, great teams good. cover, right? Of course they cover. Great teams cover, uh, of course. Let's talk about the Cowboys offense. 323 yards today, 4.1 yards per play, and they scored 20 points on offense. I know they scored 27 in this game, but only 20 points on offense. And multiple of those drives came uh, came within you know short distances because of the defense. What's going on with the Cowboys offense right now? <sighs> you know it's 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 tough to say it's still it still just feels extremely disjointed um you know i felt like there were times when Dak's uh footwork just was not was not solid and he's just you know missing open throws uh making bad decisions it it felt like prescott was pressing early in in this game even, even when they were winning um i you know i think that to me, this more than some of the other games felt like a Dak, a bad Dak Prescott game. Dak, just, this is know. the worst I think I've seen Dak play all year. Yeah, and I and I just think it was it's just uh, uh, you know some people were suggesting it was because he wasn't feeling comfortable in the pocket. You know, I felt like he was standing in the pocket and delivering. You know, I felt like it wasn't because he was running out or feeling uncomfortable necessarily. I don't think his way. pocket movement was good in this game. I think too many times he was flat footed and he wasn't on the balls of his feet moving up and sliding in park. He just didn't do that all day. Well, I mean, I think that that's certainly contributed. And look, I mean, again, <laughs> 
I, I think this field contributes to it. I, I think people don't feel comfortable with their footing in this field. And I think that that's a huge, it, it's, it's, maybe it's coincidental, but we've talked about this constantly. We did see that, this that, with Brady a few weeks ago as well. We, we well, we talked not, not, I'm not talking about, we talked about this field constantly, though we have, but we've talked about this constantly that, that Dak struggles when his footwork is not clean. And if he's got, if he feels like he's stuck in mud, he's not picking his feet up. If he's, you know, standing flat foot in the pocket, <clears throat> what does he end up doing when he doesn't get, have clean footwork? His, his, the football sails on him. It's, it's what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's what, that's what the, 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 the result is. That's the symptom that you see. So I'm not blaming it all on that by any stretch of the imagination that a lot of it had nothing to do with his throwing motion. Some of it, you know, was just poor, poor throws and poor vision on his part. Uh, and, and, you know, there were just a couple throws that were, that looked like it was just bad footwork, bad uh, mechanics, but, uh, and then, you know, you add in the top of that, there were some drops and some just not so clean, uh, 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 you know, spacing and routes and stuff. I mean, even there was like that one time when I think Cooper, or no, it was a uh, 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 Gallup caught a ball on the sideline, and, and Cooper was like right next to him. And that, like, there's no reason that should be happening, you know. And so, I just feel like <clears throat> I feel like a lot of it today was Dak, um, but I also feel like you know a, a, a good portion of it continues to be just an offense that feels not quite completely in sync with each other. Yeah, we're gonna do another show. Uh, right after we record this one about what's wrong with Dak, but let's let's talk about the rest of the offense. Yeah, uh, the running game is just basically non-existent. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, twelve carries for forty-five yards, three point eight to carry. His longest run of the day was seven yards. Corey Clement wasn't much better, thirteen carries for forty-four yards, three point four yards per carry. Uh, Ceedee Lamb actually got two big third-down runs, which tells you really all you need to know about the Cowboys' rushing attack. It's when they need to get a yeah. first down. They're going with CeeDee Lamb out of the backfield. I have my thoughts. I think, obviously, I think missing Tony Pollard hurts. But Pollard wasn't running particularly well over the last couple of weeks anyways. Now, he's more likely to hit a long run like he did against the Saints. I really feel like going from McGovern to Connor Williams at left guard has just completely messed up the rushing attack. I, I really it's hard do. not to it's hard not to point at that. I mean, it really is because I mean, it, it seems pretty cut and dry from that moment that that's really when they've been started having problems. And, and, you know, it just feels like, um, you know, McGovern's just not, it, it's crazy to me that his athleticism that we see him use when he's playing fullback doesn't really shine out when he's, when yeah. he's playing guard, you know, I mean, and we'll talk about this, another issue, you know, Tyron Smith getting hurt, yeah, we McGovern should talk just, about that. McGovern just fell over and rolled up right on him. And, and it was just like, it feels like he's on the ground a lot. It feels like yes. he's just yeah. unable to sustain blocks because he can't keep his feet going. It just um, seems so clunky. And uh, I mean, I don't know. It's unnatural, some of the movements, right? Yeah. And, and it doesn't seem, you know, largely Awkward. in sync yeah. With, 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 yeah, with everything else. Like, it just seems like it's it's kind of out of place, largely. So, um, yeah, I mean, the Cowboys have got to figure something out with the, with the, uh, the rushing offense because, uh, otherwise, you know, again, and I think that this is, this is the continued problem that the Cowboys are going to face until they can figure out, uh, their, their short passing attack, their timing, their timing passing attack or their running game is that if teams continue to put shells on them, uh, and, and you can't run the football and you can't, you know consistently navigate the short passing attack, the quick game, 
you're gonna have a hard time moving the football against teams that are, are playing deep uh, deep against you. So my, my my biggest problem with the offense outside of the rushing game, which they just haven't been able to figure out, is there are so many passes in this offense that are either screens, like wide receiver screens, which are fine. Like I think CD Lamb is really good at that, so that's fine. But like the flare outs to Ezekiel Elliott and Corey Clement, like on a third and four, you're running a one yard flare out to commit commit where it's basically if he catches the ball and falls down, he's going to gain a yard. I just don't understand why that's the primary read on so many big plays. I, I don't get I also, it. I also don't think it is the primary read. And I think that Dak is getting too happy back there. Maybe and, and that's just, maybe the case, right? And it feels like he's going too quickly to his check down. You know, I mean, it's so, not like Dak doesn't have the, the autonomy to, check out of plays or to, you know, skip over reads and get to the open receiver. We've seen him do that lots of times. It, it, it to me, a lot of several of those times when he ended up getting to the check down, it felt like he got there so fast I agree. Uh, that, that it was like, did you check to see if anything else well, was open? There was that one third down that it was like, it was like, it was designed play, but it, I, I guarantee you it wasn't because other people were really out and route. And it's, it just felt like he quickly spun around and dumped. The check I, I agree with you. That happens sometimes. But there's other times where the ball ends up coming to the check down too late. Right. And it's almost yeah. so late that it's almost a pick six. Like there was again, twice in this game where if the throw would have been even a little bit better, those guys, those might've been walking outs the other way. And that's and again that goes back to just the general timing issues that seem to be happening. You know whether it's it's you know getting to the check down too late where he, you know there's already a guy who's got a good angle on him that he's not going to be able to make anything, or mm-hmm. it's uh, uh, you know a, a, like last week throwing the th- throwing the screen too late and they call McGovern on on uh, on yep. down the, yep. the blocker downfield. That's Dak's fault. That's not that's not McGovern. I mean we we've been talking about McGovern, but you know McGovern's job is to counter four and then go. It's just stuff like that. Like it's you know it just feels like Prescott's clock is off with the rest of the offense. Um, I don't know that it, I don't think it's a permanent thing. I don't, I mean, just because I, I, we've seen Dak operate too many times, just fine in this offense. This is an offense that he knows inside and out. It's not like he suddenly forgot how to do this. I just think that right now their, their timing is out of sync and they just need to rep it more, have a, have a good week of practice and, and kind of just sort it out. I, I, it's, I don't think it's fatal, but until they kind of get things back in sync, it, this is going to continue to be a problem. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott had six targets in this game, caught one for 15 yards. That's just too many. Like, we, you don't want to see Zeke have that many targets, especially when you have all three of your receivers healthy. And then there's the Dalton Schultz issue where Schultz had one catch for four yards in this game. That doesn't make any sense to me, right? Like, in a game which the field's kind of sloppy and the linebackers aren't good for Washington, why wasn't he getting more targets on first and second down? Like run the little Titans got route. three targets total like this whole game. It's just, uh-huh. it, it doesn't make any sense to me either. And, and again, like we need to go, we need to go watch the tape and we need to see exactly, you know, whether this was a, a lack of, of, you know, availability. Like the, the, these guys aren't getting over the middle of the field, but I mean, like to even only get three targets uh, for, for Schultz when, when Zeke got six, and Cedric Wilson got two. It's like, 
What's going on what, what, right. what, yeah, what's going on here? I mean, we need to be able to control. You cannot live and die by only throwing the uh, the ball on the outside outside the numbers. You got to be able to throw the ball in the middle of the field, especially against a cover two defense where the middle of the field is open. It's literally called middle of the field open coverage, guys. Like, yeah. get the get the you know can manipulate the coverage a little bit better. Maybe you get the safety coming down a little bit more, then you can go over the top and start t- attacking the outside. We're going to have lots of time this week to talk about some of the issues the Cowboys have in offense. The good news is the issues that they have are, are, I think, fixable, and they are 9-4. and four. It's not like these issues are causing them to lose games. Like they're, they're still right in the race to try to earn the two or three seed in the NFC. They're going to need some things to happen, but uh, they're playing good enough to win, and that's all that matters in these games when you get to December. Uh, Absolutely. So, a busy week this week. We're going to do some Twitter questions on Tuesday or Wednesday. We're going to have some All-22 stuff. Uh, we're going to have a crossover with Patricia Trina of Lockdown Giants, another divisional game this week, Landon. So, so get ready for that. Uh, before we head out, we just want to tell you guys about uh, Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Just like the Locked On Cowboys podcast, as you're watching us now on YouTube or listening to us on your favorite podcast app, you can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your victory Monday. We'll see you guys next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.